Welcome, lovers, to another episode of Oso oh Smitten, the wedding podcast. If you're in your bride era, then this podcast needs to be your new obsession. Today's episode is one very close to my heart. Have you ever met someone and just resonate with them on a soul level? Well, my loves, today's queen is exactly that. I am chatting to Tani from The Tyler's Wife. She's a celebrant based in Perth who is all about ditching the boring marathon-length nuptials for something that's fun, relaxed, and full of personality. She has been the mastermind behind over 100 weddings, each as unique as her incredible couples, and she is crazy passionate about the experience she creates with her couples in the lead-up. But today, we are diving into something different, a little bit more vulnerable. As she shares her experience as a bride, but more importantly, the not so glamorous side of wedding planning, how it impacts the dynamic with her husband, and just everything she's learned from that. I am so excited for her to spill the tea. This is going to be so powerful for you if you're in your bride era, and I know you are going to love it. My darling Tani, we knew this day would come, but little did we know how juicy this episode would be. Thank you so much for taking the time from your beautiful little family to chat with me today about all the things. I am so excited to be here. We have done it. I am so proud of us. We have our drinks and we're ready to just dive straight into it. For those that are listening and haven't been blessed with coming across your presence, can you give the listeners a little insight into who you are, what you're about, and you know, just what really lights you up and just gets you going? Absolutely. So I am a mum to two gorgeous little boys. I married my husband in 2020. He is like equally the love of my life, but also the biggest pain in the backside. (laughs) Aren't they all right? Yeah, 100%. Um, And I too am a celebrant, but based in Perth, which started off as a bit of a a passion project for me, very quickly became so much more. And now three years in, here we are. And look, outside of that, I'm still very much working out what this new version of Tiny with two kids does in her spare time. (laughs) If, If anything, you will often find me listening to a good potty, planning her next family vacay or you know just pampering herself in some way even if that means getting the old lip and shin waxed oh my gosh that is just too good now before we get into sharing insight into your own wedding planning experience let's share with the listeners a little insight into what you're all about when it comes to making lovers official amazing Being a celebrant for me has a much deeper purpose because of the experience I had when planning my own wedding, which I know we'll get into that a little bit later. But for anyone who knows me knows that I'm so unbelievably passionate about couples creating wedding that it is genuinely them, which I feel is becoming more prevalent nowadays as we shift away from those more traditional concepts of weddings and wedding ceremonies. Um, But like what I'll often say to my couples is if you want this to feel easy and supported and hyped and just a guaranteed good time, not just on the day, but in the lead up as well, because for me, that is just as important. um, Then, you know, that's what I'm all about. Now I have to ask, where did the name come from? Uh, So the name, okay. I don't even think that I've shared this with you before, but um, firstly, I wanted something a little bit different and being a tradies wife, I wanted that sort of like relaxed and relatable feel to really come through. I fell in love with it. And obviously Jun gets a real kick out of, out of the name. <laughs> He's too. a part like, of it. Like it's the ultimate compliment, isn't it? 
Right. But yeah, just something a little bit different. I love that. And I feel like it's also super catchy. So it's like when you meet people or couples are referring you on, it's like, wait, what's her name again? It's like Tani from The Tyler's Wife. Yeah, it really, um, I find that people just, it's a name that you just remember, you know? Definitely. Yeah, it's not similar to the ones that are already out there, particularly for celebrants. It's something different. Mm. And um, Mm. that's definitely a representation of you. I don't know if the right word is trend, but I feel like Mm. so many celebrants are sharing the story or sharing the message of just how important it is to find a celebrant that is just like so you like you just want to have to become besties with them 100 we're going to get real here and chat about all your love about your incredible husband jun so you have a really powerful story to share about your own wedding planning experience and i know this is something that you are so passionate about as a celebrant and for those couples as well So let's just get straight into it. I am so passionate about couples planning a wedding that is genuinely them. But what I don't see spoken about enough is, is the experience that couples are creating for themselves in the lead up to their wedding. Like there is still so much overwhelm and stress and people pleasing tendencies and Mm -hmm. couples saying like, I just want the wedding to be over and done with. Like couples, they're not enjoying the lead up. Yeah. And really, when you look at it from like a perspective or a timeline side of things, that compared to the actual wedding day is vastly different. So people might be planning a wedding 12 to 18 months in advance. Your wedding day is the one day, particularly those like three to four months prior to your actual ceremony. They are tough. The week leading up, wild. Just hang on. Crazy. But then I feel like there's this general consensus that all of this overwhelm and stress is normal and that's okay when I really don't think it should be. Um, And for Jun and I, like planning our wedding literally tore us apart. Like our relationship ended because it just got to the point where it was just all too much. And I really wanted to showcase like the raw, ugly, unspoken side of wedding planning and what can potentially happen when you do start to lose yourself in the wedding planning process because it's like it's an easy thing to happen. Yeah, and I feel that those who are listening are clearly on their wedding planning journey because they're just here for all the insight on how to elevate their day, make it super bougie, super lush. But I think that they're going to resonate with hearing your message and going like, girl, like I'm feeling that too. I know, I know. And people probably aren't talking about it enough because you look at Instagram and we all know it's a highlight of our life or our wedding planning journey and you're seeing all these weddings that more often than not are styled shoots and you're thinking, how do I achieve that? Like, how do I get all those details? But more often than not, you're going to actually forget the confetti. Like, it's in the car. Like, you're going to (laughs) forget your little, like, drink, float, coaster top of things because there's just so much to think about and you might think prior to your ceremony or prior to your wedding day that oh I'm gonna nail all these details and I'm gonna have that shot and I'm gonna bring my invitations and I'm gonna be so relaxed and I'm gonna have all these people around me to help me but really we need to make it there first totally I just feel that it's just so important for couples to understand that like they're investing so much time and energy into creating the most perfect day, but they're like, you know, for a lot of us, we're planning our wedding 12 to 18 months in advance. Mm -hmm. If that whole leader, like that whole experience, like 12 to 18 months is a bloody long time. And to have this feeling of heaviness for that like length of time is just insane and then that's what kind of might cause you know um a bit of it's like a post like post wedding day blues a thing because the experience can just be so intense and then your wedding day comes around and don't get me wrong like it is 
honestly mm-hmm. the best day. But when the lead up has just been so crazy, sometimes the wedding comes around and then the day after, and then you just have these feelings like, okay. And then it's just this yeah. massive calm down. Yeah. So really and it's need real. hundred percent. And so we really need to be investing the same amount of time and energy that we're investing in the wedding day as into the lead up as well. Just yeah. Take us back to the start of your wedding planning process. Okay, so we had been together for eight years and it was at a time where like a lot of our friends were getting engaged. I was seeing engagements everywhere on social media and it would trigger me. Like whenever I saw someone get engaged on Facebook, I was like, this should be us. I want this moment too. And I was pressuring John hard to propose. And it's quite funny because a lot of the couples that I work with, um, particularly my brides, have a very similar kind of story, which is quite hilarious. Um, So that's probably when the idea of getting engaged kind of shifted away from let's get married because it's genuinely something we want to do to let's just get married because it's the next logical step in our relationship. It just makes sense. Everyone else is doing it. So we got engaged in 2016 and don't get me wrong, the proposal was gorgeous. But oh my God, tell us what happened. Oh, look, I was, so Jun had organized with his sisters to take me out on a bit of a like a walk, like a hike walk thing. Yeah. And like back in the day, I was very much like, you know, what's Instagrammable, all that sort of stuff. Love that for me. <laughs> so Jun's sisters, so Jun's sisters took me to this Garden, like it's called the the secret gardens in Perth and anyway I was extraordinarily hungover this particular oh, morning no. so as I was treading through the gardens like it had just rained so <laughs> I'm treading through the mud and you know feeling quite quite nauseous and um yeah I just kind of turned the corner and Jun was there he was on one knee cannot remember what on earth he said he proposed it was just my dream ring everything was perfect and then he had organized for like a few of my like favorite humans and our families to meet us at like one of our local bars uh, afterwards so that was a nice little surprise but yeah it was just gorgeous oh that's so lovely so it truly took you by surprise 100% 100% took me by surprise. And that's the thing. I think that when those people around you are getting married, then you do feel this overwhelming pressure that like, well, that's what we want. And I want that because if all my friends are getting engaged, well, then I need to be the next one. And then it can become this thing that it's not actually an enjoyable moment anymore because you're just totally. kind of thinking like, well, when is it going to happen? And why are you not doing it? And it's like that feeling of not being in control, which I'm sure you didn't appreciate. <laughs> Oh, I was an absolute psycho, but kudos to Jun because he he just said to me, he just kept reinforcing like, Tani, I could propose you to, to you tomorrow, but I want to do it on, on my own terms, in my own way, and you're just going to spoil the surprise for yourself. And he's just absolutely bang on. But I think for me, I just became so infatuated with the idea of getting engaged. And then obviously when the realities start to hit when it comes to wedding planning, like that's when it all kind of changes. But um. Anyway, we got engaged and for me, I am a very impatient person. So I was just full wedding planning mode Mm -hmm. um, from the get-go. I took full control, didn't ask for help. And for Jun, bless him, like he was just so oblivious to the amount of time and energy that I was spending into like researching vendors and all the things. Um, And for the first few months, don't get me wrong, super fun and exciting and then the realities of wedding planning kind of kicked in, um, you know, costs, family expectations, guest lists, other people's advice, seeing 
everything on social media and Pinterest um, and just being too stubborn to ask for help. Um, and then I just very quickly started to lose perspective and all of a sudden things would just start to stress me out. Like I would find myself getting really snappy. I'd go from zero to a hundred very quickly. Um, and I just felt like bossy and exhausted. Well, it is exhausting when you're trying to planning a wedding solo. There is so much involved. And as you say, you're trying to look at all the different vendors to be a part of your day and making sure they're the right people. Like, have I chosen the right person? And there's so much that can go wrong in wedding planning. So you're just trying to think like and alleviate all that. It's decision fatigue. Mm, 100%. And even listening to other people saying, oh, you're 12 months out and you haven't booked X, Y, Z. And then it's almost like this feeling like you have to, like you feel compelled to book things in for the sake of booking things in because of a timeline. Like there's no, like, do you know what I mean? Like there's no right or Oh, I definitely bought a dress because I was also given that decision, like stress that I had to purchase a dress because of the timeline and if I didn't buy it today then oh my gosh you're going to be without a wedding dress on your wedding day like how dare you totally it just psychs us out and if Mm -hmm. you think about all the little decisions that you're making like it just all of a sudden hijacks our brain and Mm -hmm. like for me personally I was just booking things in for the sake of just having to tick something off that because I knew it just had to be done people were getting booked out I just had to make the decision I just had to get it done was it aligned to me probably not um and then yeah it's just yeah crazy And that's the hardest part because the wedding industry is so far forward. I don't know how this came about. Like, why did we all start booking things so far in advance? But Mm. I even have couples myself inquiring with me and trying to book a date. And I'm like, sorry, hun, I'm booked. And it's devastating because, you know, you meet them and you want to be a part of their day. But also it's like, we need to have those like healthy boundaries for our beautiful families and all the things that are happening in our lives. But We want to be there for everyone, but you just can't. So then you are, as a bride planning your day, kind of put in this scenario where you're like, okay, let's just go for it. And we're booking and we're booking Mm. and I don't know who we're booking. And now I feel out of control and this doesn't feel like me. And it doesn't feel like me and my husband to be because Mm. he has no idea about any part of this planning process because we do kind of take it on. Like I found during the planning process, I definitely took it on too. Like I loved it, but then it does get to a point where you're like, I can't do all of this. Like, Mm. are you just going to turn up on the day? Like that would be great. And I think, you know, that's why we have wedding planners. That's why we have on the day coordinators. Like it is not an easy job. And for a lot of us, like we're juggling kids, we're juggling full-time jobs. Like planning a wedding is full on. (laughs) It is a job in itself. So I feel like for a lot of us, we don't give ourselves enough credit either. So we locked everything in. We were about a year out from the wedding and I was just not in a good place. I was so stressed, feeling very disconnected from June. And I just felt like we just weren't ever really on the same page. And with him being so laid back and like such a, you know, gentleman, if you like, like, hun, you do you. Um, I actually took that at him as him being not so invested. So I felt really alone as I was having all of these kind of thoughts Um, and I was ashamed very ashamed to talk about how I was feeling with friends and family because I wanted to maintain this facade that I kind of had my shit together yeah 
Like you've got this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I made, yeah, a really big decision to end the relationship. It kind of came out of nowhere, which might seem quite dramatic and extreme, but I genuinely thought that the problem was us. And it was so interesting because as soon as I cancelled everything for the wedding, it was like this huge weight had been lifted and then obviously months later the universe brought us back together so like it all worked out thankfully happy ending thank you for the little breakup thanks universe um but yeah I just had a really profound realization that it wasn't the wedding as such but the fact that uh, we were planning a wedding that wasn't us and we just weren't creating a very enjoyable experience for ourselves in the lead up which is why I'm so passionate about those two things That is massive though. Like for you to have that realization um, throughout that planning process, that's a big decision to make. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't easy, but that's just what I thought was the right decision at the time. So after that decision was made, is there anything that you would do differently looking back and any advice that you can give? Yes. A hundred percent. So there's four main things. Number one, I wish I had spent time thinking and creating the vision for the wedding without actually making any decisions, like really taking the time to think about aesthetic, vibe, vendors, because not only will that give you the clarity so that when you do make those decisions, they're a thousand percent aligned, but also after you've booked them, it keeps you grounded so that if ever you are tempted by, you know, other things that you might see on social media or from other weddings, you are fully standing your ground and backing your decision a hundred percent, which I think is super important. So important. Hmm. Number two, be really honest with yourself uh, when you do start to make those decisions and any decision like big or small, ask yourself, is this really us Mm -hmm. or are we just doing it because we feel we should or because it's expected or because we want that, like we just want to flaunt it on social media. Like there's no right or wrong, but just Mm -hmm. I think just having that sanity check to check in with yourself, like is this the right decision for us? If it is, incredible. If not, ditch it. Yeah. And it's almost like think in the future, like in five years time, am I going to look back and think that decision was so me? Because I look back at my wedding day and think, why did we do that? Or why did we not consider this? Like, I just cringe at so many moments, but like, I loved it. I loved every single moment. And those decisions, I wasn't in the industry. I didn't have that Mm -hmm. clear vision of like what I could have. So I look back, like, no on the day coordinator. Like, why? Who was liaising anything? Like, no one. We were all just running around like headless jokes. But it all came together. Um, But, yeah, I completely agree. Think of future you. Future you as a couple. Does that really reflect you guys? Mm, I love that. I love that. Number three would be have wedding planning date nights. And this might be I love this. Right? Yes, I love this. Um, a weekly or a fortnightly thing. And this is actually something that one of my couples did. And I just froth the idea so much uh, because it is so easy to kind of get stuck in working on the wedding every single night. Mm -hmm. Like that's certainly what I did. Um, And then that's when you can kind of start to lose perspective, but and you can also get quite easily consumed by it all. all. Um, But it's also a great way for both of you 
to connect when you have a little date night and make it fun like have a little grazing board get some tapas open yeah. up a bottle of wine like make it don't make it feel like a like a like a chore because that's when like the wedding planning will start to feel more like a burden than something that you're excited about yeah and you can be going over like you could have like I mean look let's just get real into this but like you could have like topics for that week or whether it's Stop. one night of the week and be like okay let's talk about budget and then let's dive into table settings or let's figure out what we're doing on the week leading up to the wedding because there's so many decisions and like one partner can't be doing it on their own because it's just too much and then yeah Yeah. it's just you do kind of just be like a bit ick Mm, 100% but I think those conversations need to be having kind of like need to be had early because as I was saying like it's so important to kind of get a really clear understanding of exactly what each other wants and what you want what you can budget for all that sort of yeah. stuff all and those then, non-negotiables that you want 100%. a part of your day yeah 100% so love that uh, and then number four would be to surround yourselves with you know vendors and communities who are genuinely there to support your you um because and I know that you always say this like friends and family aren't always invested in your wedding day as you are which I a thousand percent agree with um so yeah just finding a tribe of Mm like-minded people can make all the difference like that's certainly why I launched lover's lounge which is my exclusive Facebook community for my couples um yeah so I love that and oh look that just resonates so hard because I feel like when you're on your wedding planning journey, no one cares more about weddings than those who are also on their wedding planning journey. Like, you know, if I wasn't in the industry and someone said to me like, oh my God, I'm getting married. I'd be like, congrats. That's amazing. But like, not really fussed about the details. Right. Right. (laughs) Like, I mean, because I'm in the industry, tell me all the details. Like when I'm planning ceremonies with couples, I'm like, yeah, you tell me what florist you booked and you tell me your, you know style that you're going for I'm here for all the details but I just feel that unless you find your community or your people um you know even for family like um sister brother-in-laws like they just don't they're not fast yeah 100% or and then also I feel like if you start hearing things from the wrong people you can start to get like all this unsolicited advice that you know and especially if you're a big old people pleaser you can't help but you know be consumed by all of that as well Exactly. And I think another thing that I'm just going to chime in here, but when you're going to other people's weddings, like I feel like when you're engaged and you go to someone else's wedding, you're like, oh, I would do that. I wouldn't do that. I would do that. And it's those opportunities as well, because I feel like when you're in the wedding season, right, as Mm. friends, because all of those people around you are also getting engaged, because as we say, there's a time in your life where all these questions (laughs) just start popping off and you think, (laughs) when is it my turn? But then you start going to all the weddings and it's like, don't let those decisions also fatigue you because just because Mm. they had a champagne tower, I mean, amazing, doesn't mean that you then have to, and you have to put your budget out too grand because of that particular decision totally and this is the thing with social media like love it but Mm -hmm. also when you're seeing so many things it's like you can't help I don't know if this is like just a thing for me but I know when like certainly when I was planning mine I was like oh I need to do not that you need to like one up other weddings but do you know what I mean you just want to you don't want to you don't want your favorite people to go to the same wedding every time exactly you want to make a slight difference in the way you're doing things or you just want to you know have a decision where you're like people leave and they're like wow that was cool how they did xyz or whatever 
Absolutely, but then you've got to you've got to remember, like, if that thing isn't you, don't do it. There's no point. Like, people might walk away and think, "Wow, that was like that was you know bloody amazing," but that's going to be very short lived. And it, but what does stay is if that wedding just oozed of you in every single way. That's what people remember, not not the things necessarily. Yes. Is my and your favorite people will know. Like if they come to your day and be like, "Oh, that's random fireworks. I wouldn't have picked that for those couple." Um, they they know because they can feel it. They can feel your energy and your energy leading up to the day. If you've had a really beautiful experience planning your weddings because you've put these four incredible tips that you have just shared um, into place, then it allows you to just come to the day with ease. And you can, there are couples that you can tell have done those particular things mm. um, because there are just decisions that they have made, particularly first look. I feel like couples who choose a first look are so intentional and just mm. together on the day. They are in the same zone. They are just there with each other. So I think that you need to have those initial chats. I think those tips are so valuable for people who are planning their day and to just share those tips with their couple as well, their person. They need to hear all about that. But what I love most about you is that you are so true to yourself and just unapologetically you. You have been so raw with sharing your story and I feel that it has also represented on socials, on Instagram and TikTok. I love watching you. I also have a little bit of a groove when I watch you. So if you haven't gone to go see Tani over at The Tyler's Wife, then definitely go check her out but why do you think it is important for couples to see exactly who you are being the role of a celebrant is so intimate because getting married is a it's a big freaking deal like it is a huge moment and for me anyway like I would not be wanting some random celebrant stranger Mm -hmm. reading off a generic script that I have no connection to and like as you know I am big into tapping into you know other people's energies Mm -hmm. um so if you connect with a celebrant who lights you up makes you feel at ease adores you like makes you feel seen which might seem a little bit too much for people, but I know for me and my couples, it is an absolute non-negotiable. And I think for you as well, it's also a non-negotiable. And I think for me too, because I feel like we have the same energy. So when couples come into our zone of proximity, we're just like all about them. I'm like, if you aren't a hundred percent in from the moment I jumped on the call, then it should be either a hell yes or an actual no. hundred percent hundred percent and like sometimes it's really when, when I say all of that sometimes it's really difficult to articulate because for me like for the for the majority I, I don't tend to meet my couples until the day of uh, of the wedding so that connection is pretty much instant from the get-go and it just mm-hmm. carries us through um, you know in the lead up and then obviously on the day as well Yes. And as you say, like, it is such a big part, like as people are sharing their vows and promises, like you are right there. Oh, hundred percent. And I will, I still have not been to a wedding where I haven't cried. Like I, I just get so into, I don't, I don't know. Like I just get, yeah. some people might find that unprofessional, but I just, absolutely I, not. I cannot help myself because I don't know. I just feel yeah. like the connection. It's like, there's so a tissue good. for you. There's a tissue for you. And there's a tissue for me. <laughs> oh gosh so what is the future manifesting for the tyler's wife you've recently launched a new offer sip and sealed which is so bougie and so amazing but also you have launched recently an ebook share more about that 
Yes. So I, with the ebook, I have put together five of my favorite ways to personalize your wedding ceremony. It's, they're super unique. It's a free resource. Um, so anyone is more than welcome to grab a copy. Um, and where can they find a copy of that? Uh, so you can head to Instagram at the Tyler's wife underscore celebrant or, um, over on TikTok. Amazing. Um, and Oh my gosh, Sip and Sealed is mm. my brand spanking new offer. I'm literally buzzing to bring it to Perth. Um, it is the first of its kind. And honestly, it came to me, the idea came to me earlier in the year um, because I was just getting slammed with inquiries from couples who wanted a very intimate registry style wedding. And for, you know, many reasons, whether they were sort of celebrating overseas, wanted the legals done here, wanted to keep things super private, but then have a big old, you know, backyard soiree yep. afterwards, whatever it is, right? But then Which I just... this economy is, you know, allowing people to have to make those choices because this economy is wild. So I think this is the perfect thing that you are catering for couples who are all about that intimate moment, still so bougie. Like when I saw your <laughs> launch video, I was like, <laughs> love it. Honestly, I, I reckon if I had my time again, I would totally do something like this. I know, but a thought just like popped into my mind. I'm like, oh, maybe Brad and I could fly over and we can do a right? seals. Like but how booty. But so easy, like, easier said than done when mm-hmm. we've had the kind of bigger wedding, right? Yes, um, exactly. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. I was getting all of these inquiries from couples, but I just didn't feel excited to offer a legals only package to them. Um, And I saw a huge gap in the market with sort of registry style weddings and them just feeling a bit tick and flick, like a little bit bland Mm -hmm. and just lacking the personality, which, you know, I'm obsessed with the personality and just that left that bouginess or level of sophistication that you would typically get from a bigger wedding. So I just really wanted to create this experience that was still very intimate and casual, but like also bougie and incredibly chic. And then that's when like Sip and Sealed was created. So, Oh my um, gosh. I love it. If you are listening and you're over in Perth and you are like, oh, I need to find more out about this, then definitely head over to Instagram and have a look at the launch video. It is so bougie. And I feel like just watching that, you will know if that's for you. Totally. Totally. Thank you, my love. Oh, no worries. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. I have just adored chatting with you. We had the giggles earlier, so I'm so glad we pulled ourselves together. We got ourselves a drink, which was definitely the right choice. Love that. Love that for us. Thank you so much for having me, honey. No worries at all. I cannot wait to chat with you very soon. Thanks, my love. Now, lovers, that is all there is time for today. I hope you adored this episode just as much as I did. As you indulge, be sure to share away on your socials, tagging at ohsosmitten underscore so I can feed to you and, of course, do a sneaky follow and stalk on your wedding day. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast, five star, of course, and share the love of the podcast to those who are about to walk down the aisle. Be sure to check out and join the official Smitten Love Book over on Facebook. These are our people because remember, no one loves talking about your wedding day more than those about to say I do. I'm here to make your day that little bit more intentional and curated with all the finer details. Within this community, choose kindness. And as always, I acknowledge the land in which I'm recording this podcast. I can't wait to chat next week, lovers. Bye-bye.